Good morning, good morning, and happy Sunday from the farm. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil, where I get to talk story and touch on topics about hydroponics and the farmers who grow the crops and creatures we need to eat. And I am your host, Shani Alfalfa Seed. Thank you for being with us on this beautiful morning. We got our first green egg of the season from one of our new girls. Got an Easter egger, that little mutt over there, laid her first egg. So we're pretty excited to see what is going to be in our egg cartons as we move forward. And as I think about that green egg, it reminds me of how far I've come in such a short amount of time. I've been sharing some of my journey from a personal perspective on a weekly basis for a few episodes to let you, the audience, the listeners out there, get to know me a little bit differently. I last left off this with where I was in my life while working at a wastewater treatment plant and my mentor Noel who was an interesting and fascinating wastewater operator with this wild experience in all these different avenues. I had known that my aquaponics experience would be very valuable while working in that job, but I had always sought to actually use my skill set in the aquaponics industry specifically. So while working at the wastewater plant, my mind was open and I was searching for those opportunities. I briefly touched on the gentleman who inspired me to fall in love with aquaponics. That man is J.D. Sawyer, and I got to hear a presentation of him at Johnson & Wales when I was at a greenhouse seminar put on by a Colorado State Extension agent many years ago. It's over 12 years now, and it's quite amazing how that time just seems to be dilated. But real quick, while I've got you and while you're here, if you could be so kind as to leave a review for the show, let me know what you've enjoyed so far, and let others know why they should stick around as well. So sometimes life is funny or I like to think of it as a bit serendipitous and we don't get to see it sometimes until we look backwards, but it was 2015 and I was looking to leave the wastewater treatment world and get into aquaponics. I had been communicating with JD Sawyer and he let me know that he had recently put in a proposal to build an aquaponics farm for the Mental Health Center of Denver. So the Mental Health Center of Denver was looking to build a new campus in the Park Hill area of 
Denver, Colorado, and they were interested in building an aquaponics farm and an organic farm for their facility and for the community nearby. JD was looking for a farm manager to run that facility and I threw in my hat during the time. Now the world is, uh, I like to think smarter than we are and I fortunately didn't get the job to be the farm manager. I'm sure it had a lot to do with where I was emotionally and mentally, though I know JD didn't know any of that. He ended up finding a fantastic uh, woman named Jenna who currently runs that facility now and does an amazing job. They're actually able to get us some tilapia from time to time when we need to get more fish and do more grow out. Around that same time, JD had an opportunity himself to purchase a company called the Aquaponics Source. So the Aquaponics Source is an aquaponics company here in Colorado that was founded in 2009 by Sylvia Bernstein. It is currently owned by JD and his wife, Tanya. So JD and Tanya Sawyer bought the aquaponics source from Sylvia Bernstein and began to build an aquaponics business in the area and eventually become some of the industry's leaders. Well, JD had reached back out to me after finding a farm manager for the aquaponics farm at the mental health center of Denver and said that he needed some help in running this new company. And specifically he needed help in the warehouse packaging up the stuff that the aquaponics source sold. So the aquaponics source is an aquaponics company that sells supplies education and commercial off-the-shelf aquaponics system. They also do custom design and partner with a local greenhouse company to do a off-the-shelf, if you will, system for you in different scales. You can do something in your backyard or you can get it up to a commercial size building. So when JD reached out to me to offer a job working at the aquaponics source, I said to myself, what if this is the opportunity to get into this industry in a way that I never really expected it to be? And I'm extremely grateful that I got that opportunity because it showed me a world in which I hadn't yet been exposed to. Now I've said the aquaponic source a few times and they have a site. So if you go to the aquaponicsource.com, you can see some of what I am talking about. And it's those out there that entered through that portal that I would eventually interact with. I acted essentially as a customer service representative and warehouse manager for the product line and the education 
programs that they had. Most of my days were spent answering phone calls, giving people advice on products and packaging and shipping the things that people ordered. Essentially, every single day, we had to do what it was to get those products out to you. JD was hyper aware that he was putting a guy with a molecular biology degree in a customer service and warehouse position, and he was underutilizing me. So when the opportunities presented themselves, he would pull me away when he could, and we would actually do product development and interact at a much higher business development level. He was extremely interested in the research that I had done in Hawaii and what I had brought from the wastewater treatment plant. One of their missions while they were revamping the company was to design an aquaponics system that was simpler for the user so that it was more plug and play and less DIY. Many of the original systems at the aquaponics source were systems that you could put together yourself in a lot of different ways. They were kind of like Legos of hydroponics and you could find incremental success depending on how you set up the systems. And one of the chief complaints that I and they would constantly get is that people would have a lot of challenges in trying to figure out all of those different subtleties. There wasn't a lot of congruency between some of the designs. Now that's typically pretty standard when you're developing and designing things from the get-go. So when Sylvia designed these systems, they were some of the first things that were made and it takes time to get feedback from the consumers. So JD and Tanya were very keen in listening to what it is people wanted and needed. And they actually went on this internal warpath of eliminating as many of these extra unnecessary products in their eyes, these eliminating as many of them as they could and simplifying a lot of the systems. So this was one of my favorite experiences at the aquaponics source um, and I got to meet a gentleman that today I call an extremely good friend and confidant. Uh, he is someone that I admire and I look to for advice in the aquaponics world today. So while working in the warehouse, uh, I was essentially asked to be this uh, CSR and warehouse person so that I could assist another gentleman that was overworked at the time. And later on in the show, as the seasons go in number two, as the spring comes through, we're going to start doing interviews and I'm going to be bringing on John. John is an amazing human being. I am almost at a loss for words at this moment in the now. 
because there's so many great things that I would want to say. But the most important thing is that he took me under his wing and showed me how to do what it is that he was doing so that I could be the best customer service representative and warehouse manager that the company needed. It allowed him to step aside and do what it is JD and Tanya needed him to do for the business. I saw that by taking over some of those responsibilities, John was able to help JD and Tanya go on that expedition of buttoning up their product line. So I said it was one of my favorite experiences. And when I said it, what I mean was the opportunity to begin redesigning a new aquaponics system. And I got to be part of the redesign team for their Aquabundance system. And of most note is that I designed the light rack. It got redesigned, uh, which is awesome because they needed to improve it slightly. And they're still using that design today. And I got to build a system over at Greeley West High School. And it was cool because I did most of it out of my head without even realizing it until another kid said, wow, you're not even using any of the instructions. And I think back on that now when I see some of the tweaks that they made to the system, I think in my head, yeah, it's because I've built so many of these that I know that those little tweaks are going to have to go back to the way I had them in the first place. However, that redesign was actually done with six individuals and it was the Aquabundance redesign project was done with the entire staff at the Aquaponics Source and JD and Tanya were so good in rallying up the troops and being able to get everybody's input in what it is they needed to make things successful. So as we were looking at how to make things better, we needed to know some of the little weird things that were going to make us better at what we could deliver to the customer. So something that just pops into my head, for example, is being able to pull in the guy who orders supplies and does procurement to ensure that what it is we're trying to implement into the design is going to be viable all the time. We spent months and months and months with different thoughts and heads in the way of trying to figure out what was the best design. And so for any of those out there that may have worked on a collaborative project with more than a couple people, you surely know how conflicting personalities and ideologies can sometimes get in the way. 
and something that I took away from this experience and why I say that JD and Tanya were really good at what they did is that we were able to mesh all of these ideas in a way to find success without like any conflict at all. There was, you know, no bad blood during the times. Uh, nobody's egos or prides seem to stay in the way. And I attribute that a lot to the leadership of putting together a team of similarly minded people that wanted to achieve similar goals. The Sawyers showed me what it means to be a good leader, to bring a bunch of people together. And they also showed me what it means to build camaraderie in a company and build a culture so that you can have a common goal and get there with less conflict in general. And they also introduced me to my friend John and we're going to get that chance to hear from him soon. So I will save some of those experiences for you when we get there so you can hear those in the moment in the now. But thank you for taking these moments to be with me today on this beautiful Sunday morning. If you've enjoyed this or any of the previous episodes, please be sure to leave me a review and let others know why they should listen in too so they don't miss out on becoming part of the next agricultural revolution. Join us again tomorrow and thank you for being with us on another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil. Take care and have a lovely day. Hey, before you go, check out the links below. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating and review and follow the show. For those with feathered friends, don't forget to get yourself some of our Blooming Health Farms Chicken Blend Sprouting Mix. This supplemental mix has been shown to give you some of the best eggs with the yummiest yolks. You'll have happy, healthy hens that abandon the feeder and give you eggs with high levels of vitamin A and omega fatty acids. So don't forget to get yourself some Blooming Health Farms Chicken Blend Sprouting Mix.